Welcome to the X-Men Files, a podcast where Inessa and Brian talk about the X-Men comics. He's reading them again as an adult, she's reading them for the first time. So grab your back issues out of their Mylar bags, and let's talk about the greatest comic book series ever, the X-Men. Welcome back to the X-Men Files. I'm Brian, and... I'm Inessa. You're a giggle-free Inessa today. I am. I'm not giggly today. Uh-oh. Yeah. What's going on? I don't know. Just a weird, a yeah. weird, weird weekend. We just had a weird conversation. We did just have a weird actually. conversation. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's part of it. That's and yeah. Okay, so now, like, I'm coming in loud. I don't know. I, I can't... The sound check is meaningless. I'm going to turn down the gain, and we'll see if that does anything. <sighs> I can't win. Yeah. yeah, we. Yeah, so so. Uh, all right, so I don't feel awkward at all. Okay. This is one of these weekends where I feel like I um I like like I'm 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 prepared to be the master of my own happiness uh for two days. What the hell is your all's problem? Well, I mean the, the you know the 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 girl child yeah, the girl's is having got a thing. some, yeah, some yeah, friend yeah, drama yeah, yeah, and that's stressful yeah, for her. Yeah, but and, it's, uh, but it's, um, yeah. and and that's and yeah, I don't want to diminish that, but um. So like okay, there's no need for any. Certainly, there's no need for me to feel awkward. Okay. Good because I'm actually I was about to say I'm blameless. That's not true. <laughs> I'm doing the best I can, yeah, and I'm no, trying constantly yeah. to improve. And, yeah. and like uh, we can just deal with this in a very matter of fact way. Did you hurt yourself? What do you keep? So I the, the, this is going to be really gripping podcast stuff. There's just like a weird itch that I, weirdly like when it, it gets cold, I'll get these bizarre itches in my knuckles like it's a weird kind of eczema thing mm-hmm. it, it's incredibly uncomfortable hmm. like, like i'm i'm deeply uncomfortable right now physically yeah um period does your creamy stuff help it my creamy stuff yeah <laughs> what um <laughs> your creamy prescription medicine that you uh, use your ointment, ointment. yeah ointment uh, i do some cordiate on here i'll i'll, I'll throw some tramsinolone on yeah. uh if, if it gets to be really awful yeah that's not it's <laughs> not what we're here what, to what talk else about. what else do we do we want to talk what what is some like some geriatric oh, um, man complaint that that we could um I have so many geriatric complaints. I mean, I guess we're already there. Yeah. Really. I don't know. Well, it's not as though I'm projecting, you know, 10 years from now, this is what we're going to be. We're already there. I mean, yeah, no, we're, we're geriatric. How do people become astronauts? Like, because they can't scratch anything, right? I mean, I don't know. Never. I could not be an astronaut for that. For just that reason. Exactly. Scuba diving as well. I can't scuba dive because like, if I got to scratch my nose, then I got to take off my face mask. And then drown. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Right. Or if I'm in outer space, then I like, I. Hey guys, I gotta take off my mask. Yeah. And then there I am in the vacuum of space, and uh, you know my blood starts boiling. Yeah. <sighs> All right. It's, it's I don't hard, know. It hardly seems worth it. Yes. Well, probably not for you. Anyway, yeah. Weird day. Weird. Weird mood today. Okay. Uh, the day's not over yet. And the day yes. uh, is going to improve. Um, happy pre-Thanksgiving. Happy pre-Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for you, and I'm thankful for I guess some other stuff, but mostly yeah. for you. Oh, thanks. Let's talk about the X-Men. Yeah. All right. Do you have your summary ready? I don't because what? you were going to summarize it. No, I was not. You weren't? Uh, actually, I probably said that I was, but yeah. then uh, uh, life got away from me uh, or or life just did exactly what I was expecting it to do. Yeah. Uh, I'm all caught up on my uh, grad school shit, so there's that. That is good news. Actually, that's not true. I, I, I need to be watching a lecture. Crap. I meant to watch a lecture uh, this morning. <laughs> You're, I'm, I'm behind on my grad school stuff. I'm, I'm now. one lecture behind. All right. Well, right, that's not terrible. an improvement. No, it's not terrible. Uh, okay. I got a, got a 20 out of 20 on my last quiz. Oh, good. And it's about fucking, fucking time. time. <laughs> <laughs> because, all right. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to talk anymore about that. Um, 
So I love it. So, okay, so this issue, let's just tell folks what we're doing. Let's do it this way. We're not going to recap. We're not going to recap. No, we're just going to like start talking about the issue. Okay. So we're reading issue number 193. Right. It's a double-sized issue. Yes. Special double-sized Special double-sized issue. Actually, issue. the double-sized is what makes it uh, special. Special. <laughs> the gala 100th anniversary of the all-new, all-different X-Men. Now, I, I love this because it's like a 100th issue celebration, but celebrating... 100 years since issue 93. Right. <laughs> Some totally random Or, or 94, issue, yeah. actually. 94, yeah. right? Yeah, if, I'm, if I'm doing that right. Yeah. Okay. Like um, which is terrific. Uh, now, of course, we know, or I know, do you know why this is a 100, why issue 94 is special? Uh, because that's when we started with our current cast of, generally, our current cast of yes, X-Men. That That is 100% correct. Although, at this stage, so issue number 94 was the first X-Men issue written by Chris Claremont. Oh, okay. So the new X-Men, the new X-Men, first appeared in uh, Giant Size X-Men number one, a uh, facsimile copy of which you have. Yep. Uh, I don't know that we talked about this. I'm not the, sure that, on, Okay. Yep. Uh, we should. Mm-hmm. Or not. Either Whatever. way. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, so the first time that they appeared in... The run of the Uncanny X-Men was issue number 94, which was written by Chris Claremont. Chris Claremont. Uh, also, in that, now, you've not read that issue. No, Did you feel I, lost with the plot? I, I, You know, I didn't. I read a little bit online. I have to and... sneeze, by the way. I have to sneeze. Okay. We're Carry not going to edit it out. Wait. Yep. It's a, it's a slow burn. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. There's probably going to be another one. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you can see where the yeah. sneeze is on the audio, right? The, the big blue yeah. blob of uh, sneezes. Okay. Um, um, so no, I didn't. I, I didn't feel. I mean, I felt a little bit lost, but yeah. I also read a little bit of stuff online, and okay. and so I knew enough to know that this was like a callback to issue ninety four. Issue ninety four. You know, a revenge revenge themed. You know, I like a good revenge themed. Uh, Do you? Sure. I'm Russian. I like revenge. <laughs> Wrongest, do we not revenge? Um, do uh, name name your favorite revenge oh, movie, um, TV show, or or album? I I can't I can't ever think on okay. the fly like that. But you know, favorite revenge song, by the way, for me off the cuff would be James Brown's uh, "The Payback." I don't know that song. You probably know it as uh, was it on Vogue? Their song "You're Never Gonna Get It, My Love." You know. Oh gonna get yeah, it. I know that song. Yeah. The, the guitar riff. That's the payback. Mm, okay. Um, has the great line in there. I don't know karate, but I know karate. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I can't think of anything uh, revenge themed that I've. Maybe, maybe I don't like revenge as much. Maybe as you're I, not the revenge. Maybe, maybe you just want people to think. Maybe that you're I'm a not really as into revenge as a uh, bigger person. Yeah, but um, yeah. So uh, that's that's all I know enough to know that that something you like revenge. Some, you know, someone died, and this is their yeah. their younger brother. Uh, coming to avenge their death, uh, he tries to kill the X Men. He finds that he can't. Yeah. Uh, he tries to kill <clears throat> Charles. Can't uh, do that either. Can't do that either. And yeah. then you know he he sort of uh, realizes that not taking revenge isn't cowardly, but right. but actually brave. There's is, your there's is. your summary. Yeah, it is. The, yeah. The, the, there's your summary. Yep. Okay. Uh, so this is so in issue ninety four. Uh, notable because uh, you know, Claremont, the first uh, uh, thing of the X Men, but also uh, proud uh, blah blah proud star uh, Thunderbird, mm-hmm. Thunderbird, uh, the first mutant to be named after a fortified wine. 
the first, dies. but hopefully not the last. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, we haven't gotten to the issue which features Night Train yet. <laughs> yeah, Boone's Farm. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> Mad Dog <laughs> is uh, a great villain in the other New Mutants. Uh, yeah, so so Thunderstar, uh, actually Thunderbird is the, Thunderbird, uh, the, yeah. is the thing. Wait, wait. God damn, his name is Thunderbird. All right. Yeah. You said Th- Thunderbird. Yeah, okay. And then I and then I said Thunderstar. Uh, I'm getting so or, uh, I'm going I'm sinking fast. <laughs> Thunderbird is... is the character and also the wine. Yeah, oh no, right. I get it. I get it. Yeah. yeah. But but like structurally this was a bad idea. We we we, we got to go back to the recap. <laughs> I thought that we could sort of like talk about the issue organically and I am just I am I'm absolutely at sea. No, 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 no. We need the re- the recap. I mean, I think time that structurally has proven is... over and over that the well, recap is over over. really, really a necessary. No, I get it. And when yeah. we, this and when experiment we, yes, is failing. Yes, <laughs> when we when we can't get our shit together it's, it's, it's to do the recap, we we okay. suck. Yeah, we even, do. Yeah, yeah, we suck. Although, um, so our most popular air quotes <laughs> <laughs> episode was the one where we talk about Spider-Man versus Wolverine. Oh, okay. Um, and there's something to that because, yeah. like, like, I could see why that would have some. In a very relative sense, a lot of people. Our second most popular episode is the title of it is "No Recap, No Problem," uh, and I can't remember which issue that was, but yeah. we do a recap on the fly. Huh. So uh, it, we can't argue with data. I mean, do you think that people listened to that one and thought that it was so good that they just listened to it over and over and over again? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I mean, I don't know why anybody would would, would click on that. Yeah. Otherwise. Huh. All right. All right. So if a, you know, you should send us an email. Yes, please send us an email to uh, Cerebro at <laughs> xmenfiles.com. Uh, all right. So uh, issue 94, uh, the, 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 that's what happens. Some stuff yeah, happens. Some stuff happens. <laughs> yep. And so now we get um, Proudstar's brother who wants to take revenge and he kidnaps Banshee. We get uh, Charles Xavier in the in the leather, mm-hmm. in the leather gear. Which is terrific. Uh, Did she, so here's my question. Yeah. Like, I know that he was like, he was beat up and, you know, they brought him back and yeah. they, they, they healed him and, you know, whatever. But like, did she just dress him up like that for fun? Oh, yeah. Was <laughs> oh, yeah. it like, I mean, I could see the yeah. pants, like if his pants were like dirty or whatever, but like the whole, like the chest, I don't know what that thing is called. Like the whole chest strap either. apparatus. Yeah. <laughs> was that just like to fuck with him? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Okay. Um, <clears throat> This is not the first time that someone has been put into a costume while they're unconscious. Yeah, no, that happens pretty frequently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and that's a weird. Yeah, it's gross when you think about the like the real logistics of it. Oh yeah, yeah. I would find it difficult and awkward to dress you <laughs> if you're unconscious yeah. and you know without being too lurid. <laughs> yeah, you know, we've we've been married for quite some yeah, time. Yes, we have two children. But I would yeah. still feel I would still feel like a little sheepish yeah. about <laughs> it that. It would feel kind of gross. Yeah, especially if I'm putting you into some some weird leather <laughs> contraption. Yeah. Are they like I don't I don't know if she's going to like those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So, Xavier wakes up from the uh, the ass whooping that he took in a previous issue. Um people I'll say this um how is it being back to Back to the whole gang. We, we did Kitty Pride and Wolverine for what felt like three forever, months. Forever, yeah. It felt like forever. <laughs> yeah. it is, it's good being back with the whole with the whole gang. I miss... Yeah. Um, the whole shemang. I miss Aurora. Yeah. Um, yeah, we get her being, for like two pages. Yeah, being active. I'm not like... 
I didn't love the subplot about like uh, Nightcrawler sort of, you know, he's the new leader, but yeah. he's he's anxious about it and he's kind of they beating himself are. up and whatever. Yeah. Um, he doesn't like it doesn't seem organic to me that he would be the leader. So that, that I don't it would know. Be. Uh, I mean, Wolverine. No, no, he's too morally compromised. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not, yeah, not, I get like, it. Like, I'm not even that. doing a yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, I get. Yeah, that. yeah. Um, I don't yeah. know who would be a leader. Wolverine's like classic example of uh, better, better the camel inside the tent pissing out yeah. than outside yeah, yeah, the tent. Yeah, no, pissing I get out. that. I don't know. Somehow he just feels like he's always been a background character. Nightcrawler. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't think that's fair. Uh, perhaps and perhaps recently, but. Yeah, maybe just recently. Nightcrawler is a pretty pretty core character. I like the character a lot. Like, yeah. I, I like him, but it's, yeah. I don't know somehow that part sort of resonated a little bit less for me. And you're not that I hated it. Yeah. Um, but yes, I'm happy to have the 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 gang all yeah. back. It it is um interesting that in this spot of the run, because um, we're at like issue one ninety issue one ninety three. Uh, but um, I'm kind of curious what's going through claremont's mind he right. spent a fair bit of time having cyclops riding off into the sunset right and he's going a little bit back and forth with professor x mm-hmm. uh xavier is at this time far more present in the new mutants okay he's a more um whatever he, he, he's got a lot more screen time than the new mutants but Xavier's all over this issue, mm-hmm. and he kind of brings back. Meanwhile, Storm is elsewhere. So Storm was the leader and this very, very key character, and she's on the sidelines for several issues. You kind of wonder, like, Claremont... I- I'm curious to know what's going on. What, yeah, sort of what he's because, working, like, like, working okay, he, he It felt like he... All right, we're going to shift from Cyclops to Storm. Storm's the uh, the leader, and Xavier is going to fade out. And and there there have been he talked a little bit about what his plan was and spoilers by the way magneto sort of the softening of magneto in in claremont's mind he was going to have xavier to like fade away okay and then then magneto is going to be the new uh leader of the x-men and then there's gonna be some other uh, other big bad um (sighs) try to corral all those thoughts Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're at a weird nexus point of leadership of the X-Men. Right, right. And I, when you say that Netcrawler doesn't feel all that organic, I, I do agree with you mm-hmm. that it, it, it's not an awesome fit. Right. Given what he's doing with Cyclops, Storm, and Professor X, it does feel narratively appropriate. Wait, so does Magneto, like, crop up again soon, and, and or did, did that never happen? We're getting ahead of ourselves. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Actually, something I read said that this is, like you know the 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 fourth or fifth time that like they've that he's kind of tried to sideline xavier with some way that his his side powers are compromised so that he doesn't just fix whatever the thing is with his mental telepathy powers which by the way is appropriate because um every x-men adventure ought to end the same way where Professor X says, I just erased his mind. Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah. yeah. Uh, through just, the, yeah, made through my mutant yeah. power of mind control. Yeah. I mean, they'll get around that. <laughs> like like somebody's yeah. wearing a helmet because, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, 
but otherwise it's like like oh uh the senator has passed some anti-mutant legislation xavier's like oh, all that i need to do is get within like two nautical miles of the senator <laughs> and like i'll have him you know wet his pants while on c-span or something like that and i'll just put an end to that yeah yeah so xavier is is an interesting character in that way yes. because he's too powerful but um in this issue he's not right yeah. Right. I do. I am. I am happy to be back to the sort of, um, you know, like mutants. Are they the sort of the are they the not, not are they the good guys or the bad guys, but kind of like the greater um, like political landscape of yeah. how the mutants fit into the world. Right. Um, that's always been like an interesting storyline for me. Um, and that that is something that Jason Powell goes into a bunch mm-hmm. Um he references something else that, that one of these days I'm going to track down and read, that the mutants, or rather the X-Men, as outlaw heroes, they're a counter-revolutionary force. Right. Uh, Claremont, I don't think, plays it up quite like they do in the um, uh, Silver Age. Uh, here, there's a little more back and forth of why are we doing this shit for mm-hmm. these people that, that don't appreciate it, yeah, I, I, exactly. and they actually so, hate us, yeah. Yeah, so it, it and, scans much less as, as kind of revolutionary, and uh, I think more of uh, Clement acknowledging that one of the laudatory, very interesting aspects of the X Men as heroes is that they are serving a greater good, mm-hmm. uh, that they're not they're not doing the easy thing. Right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thought that might go somewhere. No. Yeah. No, I no, apparently not. <laughs> okay. We, we we said it. I, I I can throw it here because um, we know that the X Men are the stand-ins for every every group that feels like it's marginalized. Right. And by the way, every group will eventually get around to feeling mm-hmm. marginalized. <laughs> this is just what 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 human communities, human subculture right. is do um i'm i'll say this reading this having lived through the 80s right one of the things that i'm that i'm certain of i know that certainly no contemporary at that time christian could have seen themselves there i'm gonna go here could have seen themselves where as it could have identified with the x-men okay Strangely, over the past, I don't know, like 10 years or so, 15 years, whatever, mm-hmm. of my life, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in many, many ways, Christians in America want to insist mm-hmm. <laughs> that they are an oppressed <laughs> group, which is... I mean, everyone wants speaking, to insist that they're an oppressed group. <laughs> well, I, yeah. I said that, yeah, but yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah. is, and speaking as a former Christian who's who has a lot of Christian family members in his... Pretty sympathetic to yep. to that as a teaching and, uh, and as a, a, a moral direction. Sure, <laughs> um, that is insane to me. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is like like they couldn't have done it in 1984. Right. Nobody would have done that. Right. It, 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 because at that time they were they were winning. They're still winning, <laughs> by the way. But what what is bizarre to me is not bizarre to me. What is noteworthy to me is somebody in 2021 who hasn't read this shit before. Who sees that 
the government views the X-Men as outlaws. Right. When in fact they're serving a greater a greater moral authority. Right. That fully resonates with a lot of con- present day. Contemporary Christians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Christian rhetoric. Interesting. And mm-hmm. that bums me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yes. I agree with that. It bums me out as well. I'm not even Christian. I'm going to need more words from you. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to stoke something here. No, you are. Yeah, I know. Every, I'm time like, I, I'm... every time I hear one of these and it's mostly me talking, trust me, I don't enjoy that. No, I like I like listening to you talk. But yes, I, I'm sorry. I'm I'm distracted and I'm like just having a hard time like uh, thinking through those. those just lie back uh, and think of England. Those connections. I don't want to do that. I mean, right. that's... We, can we can switch gears. No, here. no. I mean, that's I, I, that was, I was just thinking about that, that, uh, okay. that topic. I didn't really... Yeah, I, I hadn't thought of it that way. And then I was thinking of, you know, the, the hobby of uh, of feeling oppressed, which, yes. you know, everybody is, is into these days. Uh, and that's a bummer. Right. Or yeah. sort of identifying oppression or, right. you know, filtering everything through the lens of oppression, uh, yeah. if, you know, st- feels a little sometimes <laughs> starting to feel a little a little tiresome. Right. Yeah. And, and the difficulty there is... Um, What's the, what's the, I was about to say sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. Like, like figure out which cigars are cigars, <laughs> I think. Uh, I can't remember what, 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 um, what cliche I wanted to trot out yeah. there. Um, some of that oppression is real. Yeah, no, of course. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, a lot yeah. of that oppression is real, but some right. of that oppression is definitely made up and it's hard to, right. um, yeah, and, and, and all of it is extremely loud. Yeah. Um, oh, hey, we're about to we're about to uh, recommit ourselves to the war on Christmas. Speaking of speaking of fake oppression, I look forward to the war on Christmas every year. Oh God, we are so, we are winning. We are kicking ass. <laughs> like just in our house, you mean? Or no, as a, as a society, as a society, we're yeah, kicking yeah, ass in the I mean, war on Christmas. I, oh God, we are winning so much. <laughs> I mean, so many people have no idea why what Christmas, Christmas is. what Christmas yeah, is or why yeah. it exists. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. And people are leaving. Uh, Actually, I, I want to say that like membership in a lot of or, organized religions is down. Yeah, it probably is. Um, That's probably so definitely probably the way bad. to yep. definitely the way to attract people back is uh, uh, with with really divisive rhetoric and yep. and heterosexual wedding cake. I'm looking forward to uh, you know our our war on Christmas tree that we're going to purchase for seventy five percent Jewish uh, home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll be well seventy five percent Jewish. Really one, sticking it sticking it to them and 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 well. But you're actually making their argument for them because we are 100% non-Christian, not anti-Christian. Let's be clear, non-Christian. Uh, but wh- why do they have a tree? Don't they know Yule, motherfuckers? That's why we have a tree. Yule, Yule, Yule. <laughs> you're just gonna say Yule? Why U L E? No, no, I had to spell Yule. <laughs> yeah, we have a tree because of Yule. That's <laughs> you didn't know what that word means. It does. That's like something with pagans. Uh-huh. Winter, winter solstice. Uh, well, that's why Christmas is where it, where it is elves. because it's a winter solstice and like the the, uh, the Roman holiday of yeah. uh, uh, Saturnalia, which is a, a kind of a solstice yeah. a holiday. That's why we have a Christmas tree. Exactly. Yeah. So maybe Just, I am making their case for. Them. Uh, actually, actually, no. What you're doing is <laughs> you're reminding us that uh, you're reminding us of of a few things. One is the the broader the broad point, which is shit's complicated, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Shit's complicated. Then the the more specific point, which is the war on Christmas was lost as soon as Christmas was celebrated to coincide with a pagan with a pagan holiday. Uh, yeah. Holiday, yeah, yeah. But more broadly, 
um, yeah, Christianity's doing fine. Did I ever show you that uh, that little video with the like the Bed Bath and Beyond Hanukkah things? Don't think so. Like Bed Bath and Beyond has this like Hanukkah line of home decor, but it's like all, oh, I saw them. Yeah, okay. Great. It's like all shit that's like Christmas, but like it just they like just changed the color like, scheme to blue and white. Yeah, like they didn't really, <laughs> yeah. they didn't really like. They didn't have the right people okay. in the room when they yeah. did like the the product testing or whatever. Is know, this like didn't... the pool float that <laughs> yes. looks like? Uh, <laughs> it's a lot like. By the way, yeah. <laughs> and just so we're clear, you know yeah. exactly what yeah, I'm yeah, describing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. pool float that looks like um, um, a, yeah. a sanitary napkin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a little bit like yeah. that. So it's like it's like that sort of rustic truck that you always have, like the little the little rustic the truck rustic with truck. the open back with like okay. the slats on the sides, and there's Christmas trees inside. Okay. It's like it shows up on like fucking pillows and whatever. But in this version, it's like filled with gigantic <laughs> dreidels in the back of this okay. truck. When dreidels yeah. are just they're just wee. <laughs> they're just tiny. Can, can, can I go here? By the way, dreidels. It's bullshit. What is, it's like a game. I know it's a game. It's it's a dumb game. Whatever. It's 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 almost as dumb as Monopoly. <laughs> it's way less dumb than Monopoly. Monopoly's pretty dumb. Or they have like it looks like mistletoe, but like instead of like the berries, it's like <laughs> okay. cradles. It's like okay, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> or like fa la 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 Hanukkah. <laughs> it's just like it's a lot. Now I you're making that. One. I'm not. It's a pillow. Fa la 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 Hanukkah. Something like that. Fa la la la. Lamaka is one. There's like a llama. There's one with that. a llama, and it says nobody says falalala. Hanukkah. Lamaka. <laughs> falalamaka. Nobody says falalamaka. <laughs> nobody except for these people that created this particular line at Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> Sorry, Bed Bath and Beyond. Although now I'm giving you like a free advertisement for your I'm stupid not sure Hanukkah stuff. I would regard stuff. this as, mar- <laughs> as market. I mean, no such thing as bad press, yes. unless. <laughs> anyway, the stuff is pretty funny, and okay. uh, this little video that my friend sent me about it was hilarious, and it's like all repurposed Christmas yeah. uh, theming. So you're saying like like the Hanukkah advent calendar that that the Bed Bath and Beyond is selling is not a legitimate <laughs> way to celebrate Hanukkah? It is not. Okay. Is not. Huh. They did not actually have an advent calendar. That would have been <laughs> hilarious. I mean, like, pretty, like, the margin on that's got to be great. You just got, like, like eight things for your Hanukkah <laughs> calendar. Like, eight little think windows of, to yeah, open up. Think of how much less candy you have to put in there, but you can charge the same. Exactly. As the Christmas calendar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why are latkes not more popular in the United States. Well, I've had this conversation a bunch, so sorry for bringing it up again, but I, this I don't understand. America's wasting, Americans are wasting their time eating hash browns. Hash browns are like, go to Waffle House and get them like, you know, smothered, covered, and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. whatever, yeah. drugged, and whatever. <laughs> but, um, most hash browns are, are, are garbage. Yeah, most hash browns are pretty gross. Like, like, like just dry, icky stuff. Latkes are amazing. Yeah, latkes why are Americans not eating latkes? They are. In... No, they're not. Well, like we, like you mean, like at McDonald's, why are they not sure. eating latkes? Sure, yeah. I don't why, know. Why they're, is... they're harder to cook and they're harder to keep hot. Like, and you can't cook them in a fryer the have way you, that you have can. Have you had a McDonald's hash brown? Yes. Yeah. So when you like, like make the latkes, uh, freeze them. Just <laughs> like. I guess, but still, you can't yeah. reheat a latke in a deep fat fryer. You have to do it. You have to fry them in a pan. That's probably the. I mean, I'm sure McDonald's hasn't yeah. thought of it or like workshopped it, but that's latkes are not harder than hash some browns. of the reason. Like, I think like, they like, are you go to harder Denny's, than Denny's. Why can't you get a latke? Latkes at a Denny's because they have to be shallow pan fried, and that's just not a setup that people have in a lot of like commercial kitchens. It's neither a deep fryer nor a griddle that they get cooked on. Hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. You might be right. Yeah. It's okay. just like it needs to be on the stove, but kept at a very specific temperature. It can't just sit there. Yeah. Yeah. You can't make them to order because the oil's got to heat up. Yeah. It's neither shallow, uh, shallow or deep fry, or it is yeah. shallow. Like it's They're a hassle little, to make, actually, because they take ages to like fry oh. them all, batch fry them, and you have to keep adding oil and it's splattery. Okay. Yeah. But I'll make some next week. No, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm stoked. Um, I, 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 among the many reasons why I look forward to celebrating this um, uh, joyous, this joyous holiday. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God rest you, merry gentlemen, and um, uh, celebrate the thing. Um, yeah, so that you make you make watch. I, that was all that I could do. I was trying to <laughs> once again, like 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 shoehorn the word Hanukkah into some Christmas thing. You know, merry Hanukkah. Merry or, uh, Hanukkah. All right, should we return to the X Men? Please. Right. Yes, I enjoyed this issue. <laughs> okay, good. I did. I enjoyed it because, like, I don't know. I, I like the ones that have, like, um, I like the ones that have complicated character things or sort okay. of uh, weird, more not weird, but um, engaging kind of moral compromises sure. or negotiations or okay. just thoughts more than I like the ones that are just like, here's some fucking space spiders. Right, Let's right. figure and out how to fight them here, there, and everywhere, yeah, yeah. you know. Um you know, the, the, the sort of journey that he went on in terms of revenge and then is this w- yeah. worth, is this really what I want? You right. know, is this going to make anything better? Um, and, and also like his conversation with Xavier about, you know, your your brother, you know, did this of, of his own free will. We yeah. didn't force him to do this. This was, a, you know, a choice that he made. Um, that was all interesting to me. And I like the governmental involvement in terms of like how the mutants are, are perceived. And all of that. So all of that combined made this a <laughs> thumbs up issue for Inessa. You heard it here. Inessa, yeah. And she, <laughs> you, you were actually giving your yeah. thumb up and, and a little grin. I like, yeah. the, I like the thumbs up grin. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed this as well. Were you confused by the Hellions? I assume that there was like the school, the Emma Frost school, right? Okay, the one that go. Kitty cool, Pride cool. almost went to yeah, or went yeah. to go see or whatever. Um, okay, you know, as, as usual... I think I've said this every time that we've recorded for the past, mm-hmm. I don't know, three months. Like, I right. wish I'd had a little bit more time to, or do I wish research, I had yeah. made a little bit more time to do some research because yeah. I, I always feel happier with our conversation and also with just my, like, how I think about the issues when I have more time to do that, um, period. period. But I did enjoy reading this issue and uh, and I'm happy to be back with our, with our X-Men friends. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Um I I was aware of who the Hellions were. I, I thought their introduction was a, a little bit abrupt, honestly. I just assumed that it was something that they were introduced someplace else, and I hadn't. Not in the X Men. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and it's interesting. I, I mean, it, it, it didn't. I was worried that you were going to be confused. Mm, I'm always a little that. confused, but yeah, I'm used to it. <laughs> so yeah, my, my my fear was, you know, I, th- I think I think well well placed. Um, up, up, up. Um, Firestar, for me, like I'm a little, I'm a little confused by that, largely because I mean I have maybe too much memory for Firestar. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in uh, a cartoon that was in like eighty two, eighty three. Mm-hmm. One of these Saturday morning cartoons. Saturday morning cartoons. It was like like Spider Man and Friends. Um, I remember Spider Man and Friends. I don't remember. It was like Spider Man, Iceman, and Firestar. Mm, I don't remember that. Yep. It was a weird combo. Uh, like those three. It, that just feels like a weird one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but whatever. Uh, and I don't know who Firestar is outside the context of that Saturday morning cartoon. So she shows up and I'm like. Who the fuck is fuck she? This, what, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah, yeah. So that that, that actually, um, I mean, I, 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 I'd like to explore that more. Uh, 
something that I'm not really able to do efficiently in the newly revised Marvel Comics app. Yeah, the Marvel Comics app can fuck straight off. Yes, it can. Yeah. Can fuck that sky high. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, And just so we're clear, here's, I mean, we're going to take a big shit on it. The ability to like go to a series and just see like all the issues like like that is hard to do. They don't list shit alphabetically. I can't search on the name of a series. Yeah, well, and like the single like the single line like it used to be that you would have three issues to a line. So if you like needed to scroll through a bunch, it went pretty fast. But yeah. now it's like each issue has its own. Line right. and so if you have to, have to like scroll, scroll through. through, it takes forever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know why it was one of those things that like it, you know, it wasn't perfect, but it worked just fine. It and then, well. then they tried to improve it and definitely one hundred percent made it worse. Yeah, and what we get instead is rather than the shit that I'm actually reading, I get recommendations for the bullshit that I don't want to see. Right, and maybe that's who the app and, is. And by the way, the rec- towards well, no, like, hang on, the rec- who it's geared towards is. Uh, Disney's shareholders. The recommendations. Have you noticed that they think I'm real interested in the Eternals? Yes. What a fucking coincidence. (laughs) And they're going to dial up. I mean, a couple of months ago, like in the middle of the summer, it's like, hey, Shang-Chi, right? What a little, little kung fu. So uh, by the end of December, we're going to get a lot of recommendations for Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. So fuck that. Yeah, Shang-Chi, we should probably... I don't think we recorded since we saw that, or we did we? We just saw it last Sunday. Yeah, yeah we should talk, talk about, about that. that. Yeah, let's talk about that for a few All right, minutes. fire away. Um, you... Well, I don't know. I So I fell asleep, so I didn't actually see <laughs> yeah. the ending. I thought it was I thought it was good. Right. Um, I liked the talky parts. I, I yeah. love Aquafina. I think she's hilarious and uh, yeah. in everything. Um, I don't know. Somehow it, it... I need to see the ending, because maybe I'll yeah. feel differently about it. Um. It was one of those where I felt myself a little bit like watching the clock to see like <laughs> these four things have to happen before this movie ends and I yeah. can go to bed. Somehow it didn't a hundred percent hit the mark for me, or okay. maybe it will when I rewatch it. I enjoyed it. It, it. There are a couple of asterisks. I mean, this is going to be like a B plus, A minus yeah. uh, movie for me, but it, it had some really nice qualities. I agree with you about the ending. It's like it suffers from a lot of um, MCU film endings where, where the, sort of the the climax of the film it's a little busy and yeah. a little belabored. Uh, and this was no different. Before all that happened, though, watching it, um, it, we're like five or ten minutes into the movie, and Aquafina is a, is great. Yeah, she's great. Um, I was really prepared because the spelling of it, like the Aquafina names, like, oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've heard some of her music. Uh, I don't need to hear loads more yeah. of it. And so I'm, I'm kind of ready for, I'm prepared for her to be some, and I'm going to sound a thousand years old here, mm-hmm. like, like some 21st century YouTuber, TikToker, <laughs> influencer yeah. person. Uh, but no, she's actually fantastic. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, she was great. She, she was, um, oh gosh, what was the name of the um, the movie where her grandmother The Farewell. Dying? The Farewell, thank yeah. you. That, that movie, movie was, was amazing. fucking great. Yeah. And she was really, really fantastic in that. And she earned loads of goodwill. Yeah. And she earned more in this movie. So early on in the film, like like five, ten minutes in, the two of them are hanging out. They're like, they're, they're parking cars. And 
like he goes to her place uh, to like pick her up for yeah. work and everything. And something happened uh, that I have not seen in an MCU movie in a long time. He's in her house and he's like talking to her mother or grandmother or something like right. that. And they're like, hang out. And I thought, you know what? <clears throat> I don't care what superheroic thing happens. It could be the two of them. Right. Hanging, they, they, they saw that other couple. Uh, yeah. They were like hanging out. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. like, all that stuff. I was, could watch. Yeah. I could watch like two hours of this. Of this, right. And what it says is like, like it, it took them about seven minutes to establish these two people, primarily Aquafina. Right. <laughs> but these two people as interesting characters mm-hmm. that I care about. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with that. Uh, and so, so that was uh, so the big blast, you know, the big gust of wind that <laughs> you know, carried you through. Yeah. yeah, had me coasting yeah. uh, through the end. There was loads of other interesting stuff there as well. Yeah, the effects uh, were really cool. Yep. Yeah, the uh, the bus uh, scene was awesome. Yep. Uh, the bit and the scaffolding and yep. Macau well, or whatever. Yeah, there were a lot were. of cool action things. I don't know. Somehow right. it just like I I wanted there to be like one more thing, like one twist mm. or something. Okay. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do need to watch it all the way through again, actually. I don't know actually how much I slept through, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it had Michelle Yeoh in it as well. Um, Yeah, it had Michelle Yeoh in it. Who, who, for some reason, I kept waiting for her to be evil, but I don't think that she was evil in the end. She was sort of scanning a little bit evil. Yeah. I kept sort of getting the feeling that she was about to become... That would have been... Maybe that's what I was waiting for, is for her to become evil. Yeah. 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 And it had What's-His-Name, who was amazing, also Ben Kingsley. Maybe I liked it better than I thought I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe you did. Yeah, maybe I did. Um, is there anything meta going on about Ben Kingsley being this really horrible hack actor who's playing like, like he's English but he's playing Chinese? Is there a comment on the fact that he played Gandhi there? <laughs> is there some weird meta thing there? <laughs> I don't think. And, he's... and like, and Kingsley's in on the joke. Is he playing Chinese? Well, no, no. The, so in Iron Man three, yeah. you will recall he is the, this person, the, this this arch terrorist, right? Uh, yeah, but he's known really as an the actor. Mandarin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. But what the Mandarin yeah. is meant to be Chinese, right? Yeah, fair. And well, it's also a little bit, um, probably not using the word meta, right? But anyway, um, <laughs> in that, and I've, I've not read Iron Man, so I maybe maybe off base here. But the Mandarin as a villain, uh, I, I think would have been problematic in the mm-hmm. 70s and 80s because mm-hmm. it would have been like like a Fu Manchu <laughs> kind of a ca- yeah. kind of a thing yeah uh, and so so having Ben Kingsley be the Mandarin is um, a kind of a way of upending that <laughs> so it works on multiple levels yeah I don't know if there's anything meta about it but he did a great job he was hilarious in that role he was, he great. was hilarious yeah, yeah. God, I'd, I'd forgotten that, uh, about that yeah. right, that movie's great man yeah. um, that, that, that's that's uh, an MCU movie that I've enjoyed probably the most like since Endgame uh, well, how many? I'm not exactly going out on a limb here. Because after Endgame, there was um, yeah, the Scarlett Far Johansson from home, movie, Far From Home, Black Widow, yeah. and this. Okay, I'm not exactly <laughs> Far From Home. With, that was the one with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, Black yeah, Widow, yeah. and this, right? Yeah, but I enjoyed more... it at least as well as Far From Home. Yeah, Far From Home was good. Yeah, well, no, I enjoyed Shang Chi yeah. at least as well as Far From yeah, Home. Yeah, Black Widow. Black Widow was, uh, yeah. real, I mean, oh gosh, poor, poor Scarlett Johansson. Not only was that movie not as good as it ought to have been. She didn't get as much money as she ought to, although yeah. she sued the bejesus out of that. Yeah, good for yeah. her. Yeah. What's the other one now? The Eternals, which we have not seen yet. Yeah, we're, we're probably going to do that when it when it hits streaming. I think 
that'll happen like mid-December. Yeah, certainly better than any of the uh, Disney streaming stuff. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I had a thought the other day. Um, I, I'm surprised that we're not not surprised. <laughs> I'm trying to make my point profound. Um, semi-profound point. It, I have to remind myself that the movie that happened right after the Avengers, or they gave you know, Joss Whedon the keys to the kingdom, and it's like this blockbuster success. They had a movie that was written and directed by Shane Black. Which one was that? Iron Man 3. Oh, right. Okay. And, like, there's no way in hell this is going to happen again. Like, John Favreau can do whatever he wants, I'm sure. Right. Like, like John Favreau can, uh, I want, uh, uh, I, I, I want a, an entire miniseries set in Jabba the Hutt's harem or something like that. <laughs> and oh, okay. Uh, yeah, sure yeah. thing, Mr. Favreau. Don't show any nipples. And <laughs> Promise nothing. <laughs> Uh, but so Shane Black, um, he's he's a writer. He wrote uh, the Lethal Weapon movie. Okay, mm-hmm. Lethal Weapon movies. This is a weird choice mm-hmm. for the MCU, and that's yep. never going to happen again. Yeah, that's fun and, to talk to you about stuff like that because yeah. I never think about things like that, and I don't know who any of those people are. Okay, well, and and the thing is, I mean, I, I know who John Favreau is, but yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, you know, when I saw Iron Man three, like I wasn't paying attention to the credits or something like that. It, it just didn't, it didn't click. That that was. Um, Shane Black. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know why I just wasn't putting, you know, connecting those dots. But um, I, I, and, and I know what people are going to say. Like, well, and I'm blanking on the name of the um, of the lady who directed uh, the Eternals, or the other movie that she directed. <laughs> we'll be damn back it, with a more do? thought. What did she do? God damn it! Um, <laughs> more well thought through premise next week. Say something. Say something. Because I, I, I got to look that up. Because uh, I'm really, I'm really annoyed at myself now. The thing that I'm going to say is that I have no recollection of what happened in Iron Man three. You were not alone. Yeah. Um. And and what I'm saying is, actually, what I meant to say was that um, this is not like like a ringing endorsement. Uh, Chloe Zhao, oh, okay. who directed, who directed, what was the thing that she did? Nomadland. No, that's what she did. She Which did we Nomad, have not seen. Nomadland. No, we've not seen it yet. Um, I'm a terrible person because I'm I'm not gonna. It, it's probably gonna bum me out. Nomadland. Nomadland is probably gonna bum us out. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Agreed. Uh, we give money to charity. I've uh, empathy. Um, I suffer from depression. <laughs> Get off my back. Okay, I don't need I don't need a movie to uh, stoke me into to empathy. Um, like I okay. Anyway, I would like to see it, but I yes, I, I actually yeah. didn't think that you would want to see it because I thought yeah. it would depress you. Uh, so what was I saying? Um, I'm not I'm not exactly making uh, like a really fantastic winning argument um, because I'm saying they ought to take more chances by by using proper guys like uh, Shane Black. But Iron Man Three is pretty forgettable. <laughs> forgettable. <laughs> So maybe not. Yeah, and 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 they are they're uh, uh, getting talent like Chloe Zhao. But they ought to take more chances. I mean, I think yeah. you know, I think we've we've discussed here yeah. last week and whatever you know at some length that Disney sort of a yeah. safe feeling, right. uh, at least streaming programming, and yeah. it feels a little bit. The streaming like, program sucks. Yeah, yeah, a little tedious. I mean, I, I think back to our WandaVision episode, and I was kind of griping about it. It looks like Citizen fucking Kane. Yeah, now. WandaVision <laughs> seems amazing now compared right. to what came after. I mean, Agreed. Yeah, uh, and, and like, like, okay, you you, you scared me straight. Yeah, uh, Disney Plus. Um, Loki, I really wanted to like that. Falcon yeah. and Winter Soldier, like the first two episodes, like, okay, this is pretty cool. I was like, am I going to watch that again? 
Probably not. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Luke Cage season two. I keep threatening to watch that again. Uh, we got to do it because yeah. it's pretty great. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna do that. I'm um, so dreadful with names because I can't remember the name of the actor. <laughs> yeah. uh, but he was the the dude who plays Luke Cage. He was he was awesome. We need more Rosario Dawson. Yeah. In our lives. Mm. Uh, so I'm reading the Expanse and. Uh, she is Naomi Nagata, mm. uh, as I'm reading The Expanse. Yeah, uh, she would have done. I mean, I, I like the actress that played Naomi Nagata in the in the thing, but I think Rosario Dawson would yeah. also have done a good job. She would have done a better job. You think and, so? And with respect to uh, the, the unnamed actress who plays uh, Naomi Nagata she in does The Expanse. Have, she does have a name. I know she does. <laughs> unnamed by us. And, yeah. Because I, I don't know I can't remember name. her name. I can't yeah. name a single person on The Expanse. So. Yeah. Um, nope. No, I thought I knew Avicerella's, uh, uh the actress name. Uh, she was great. Yeah. Um, have we already said this? Um, that that uh, I think it was like looking at the Rotten Tomatoes uh, for her or something like that. She she had like a long career. Mm-hmm. Like I, I mean, she's in the Expanse and she was in uh, one of the Star Trek she movies for about thirty seconds movies, or something yeah. like that. So it's on the Rotten Tomatoes uh, and and like their picture of her like like she was a babe. <laughs> yeah, no, I bet she was. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I look at her like whoa. Yeah, <laughs> she was she was foxy yeah. way back when. Um, yeah, and I'm sure the, I'm sure she would. Yeah, I mean, she's still like, an attractive like, hey, woman. Yeah, you know, I'm maybe uh, extra years of age. Um, the actress name I got um, the episode in the, the most recent season. I hit I hit the wall with, with, with the episode where she's in the ship and she has to like uh, alter the recording of. Yeah, that was a long Naomi episode. It was just a lot of and, her doing stuff and crying. Yes, so much crying. Oh yeah. my god! I, like I, I that that really put me off yeah. because it, and you know I've read the book and that scene like she was tired, she was exhausted, but she was a little stronger. Yeah, it, was a, it was a little overacting. I mean, I don't know that that's a, yeah, an acting yeah. thing or a, or a directorial a little mistake. Above, yeah, but. Um, yeah, yeah, that 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 put me off of that actress. The Expanse. Uh, you should also you should all read the Expanse. Nearly, I'm gonna finish that. I'm gonna finish uh, that book today, and then I'm gonna get Leviathan Falls on uh, November the thirtieth. That'll be awesome. That will be awesome. Do you know what else is gonna be awesome? What? Uh, saying goodbye, farewell, and we will uh, read another issue. Yes, next right, week. I'll recap. Yes, I might recap. One of us will recap. All right. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving, everyone! Yay! We'll see you next week. Yep. Thank you for listening to The X-Men Files. We are available on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. If you listen, please rate us. If you want to drop us a note, you can reach us via email at cerebro at xmenfiles.com. You can also check out our website, xmenfiles.com. Our theme music is Invasion to Space Frog by Checky Brown. That music available under a Creative Commons license. Everything else was written, produced, and performed by Brian and Inessa.